The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planner Greg Cooley here with you on Super Talk Radio. And today it is my pleasure to have with me licensed professional counselor Cassandra Decker with uh, Compass Counseling and it's always great to have you on the show, Cassandra. Thank you. I love being here. Uh, you know, one of the reasons we have you on is, first of all, I think you do w- really well in your profession. And the other is there's more awareness that needs to be had related to mental health issues, is, isn't there? Oh, I completely agree. There's so much stigma, negative stigma out there mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one wants to talk about it, Mm-mm. but almost everybody's dealing with it. But our minds affect every part of us. Exactly. That's exactly right. And, right? you know, when we, when we feel like we're overweight, we work out or we eat healthy, but we don't want to do anything to address the issues in our mind. Uh, uh, really good point. And uh, it, 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 the fact that what's in our mind, what our mind is made up of, our DNA, uh, just a lot of other things there that we don't have time to go into all the physiology of it. But the fact that that affects every part of who we are, it's our physicality that mm-hmm. you pointed out related to working out and our waistline and how we feel about ourselves, mm-hmm. our money. Absolutely. Money is a huge, huge part of it. Many times when people come in for counseling, do they start by saying, my financial life is a wreck? It is almost always in there. And really? it's usually the top, especially with couples counseling. Mm. Yeah. And in fact, through this pandemic, as soon as the, the quarantine was up, right. I had couples counseling calls every day, at least three or four. And some of it was money. Oh, absolutely. A huge part of it is money. Mm. So not to, you know, hip laws and disclose too much, but give me a for instance of how that money uh, can be just basically a symptom of other things going on with me, right? And my relationship with my spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, husband comes in and says she spends too much. Wife comes in and says he's too stingy. I mean, tell, tell me what you see a, a, a lot in your practice related to money and our minds. There is, oh gosh, there are so many issues that come back to money. I would say, but it kind of, the big part of it comes back to what you just said. Mm. She doesn't want to spend any money. Mm. He spends too much. Mm. And then you put them together in a house by themselves or with their kids and have them stare at each other basically. And now they have to look at the problems because Mm. now they're both together seeing what each other's doing. Mm. And if one is a spender, Mm. well, he or she's not out spending right now. (laughs) Well, spending does, especially online shopping. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing that that gives us pleasure is is little dopamine rushes in our brain. Uh And when you hit that buy it now button... (laughs) It shoots a little dopamine in our brain, right. and it makes us feel good. Yeah, yeah. And so you're so doing... if you're a spender and you hit the the do- the, the the button and buy it now, mm-hmm. and you get the dopamine. But I am a saver. 
Mm-hmm. I, do I get a negative effect when I look over your shoulder and see you get that little rush and now I get this little downer? Yes, and, and it can bring up resentments that oh, yeah. have kind of been bubbling up under the surface before. Uh-huh. And, oh, there he goes again. Oh, he's, <laughs> I bet he's on that Amazon right now. That's a friend of mine. Every time I go to look at his computer, you know, if I walk in the room, mm-hmm. he'll shut the computer down like he's doing something secretive. Well, it's not. He's looking at watches. Every time. He's, he's not looking, looking at women. He's looking at no, watches. he's looking at watches. <laughs> And I think, really? And he, he will hide it because he doesn't, he's got, I don't know, 15 watches. And, and yeah, he knows I, he has enough. Right? right, and I now know what an Oris is. I know what a Breitling is. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, most of the problems that happen in couples mm-hmm. have a lot to do with money. Mm-hmm. Spending too much, not spending enough, not focusing on what we should be spending our money on. So does it possibly start in my mind i know it it, it it it's evidenced in my money and it's evidenced in the argument you and i can have about money but did it start in who i am uh my background my own personality trait a, a, a lot of stuff that comes out in court mm-hmm. or comes out uh, in, in our relationships started in my mind and i didn't know it was there Oh, absolutely. Mm. And, and I think a good example of that is, well, and I'll even share my own personal story. <laughs> um, so I grew up in a very um, poor home. Mm. Uh, and I left home when I was 13 and lived homeless and I mm. lived on the streets and, right. and I never had money. Mm. And so not even having food to eat. Mm. So now as I've gotten older, <laughs> it is important to me to have money in the bank for security. Uh-huh. Now, uh, my fiance, on the other hand, he was raised in a very, what I call typical family, like great parents. And they sent him to college, paid for college, bought him cars. So he's not as concerned as I am about having a nest egg because, well, you know, it's not that big of a deal. We'll make more. <laughs> right. So we have to communicate a lot about. So it's a security issue to you. Mm-hmm. And to him, it's a lifestyle thing. Right. And so those things can butt heads. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where, and, and that is where we kind of form our ideals about money mm-hmm. growing up. If you mm-hmm. grow up and your refrigerator is always full, and I know this sounds very basic, but no. if your refrigerator is always full and there's snacks around and, mm-hmm. you know, you always have uh, clothes to wear and, and school supplies. And, and go on vacation. And go on vacations. Yeah, right. You're going to grow up with not as much of an appreciation for money as someone who grows up without things. Mm. And so you put someone together, you put a couple together right. where somebody has had and then somebody hasn't had. and Yeah, yeah. It's oil and water, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to... to, to, to uh, uh, invite the the lady to dinner because I thought she was cute and nice and and then you get involved in the in, in the relationship and you realize we're dip, deeper than just our skin mm-hmm. than just what we appear to be right there there are deeper issues going on there and really what I want to talk about on on today's show is how do we address those and how do we keep Things that can be issues from being issues? Are there ways for us to realize we have some biases going into our relationships? 
Um, I, I think there are ways that we can almost self-counsel, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Um, if you can see there are issues, mm. that is the biggest step forward. Okay. If you don't see there are any, any issues or acknowledge that there are any problems, mm -hmm. there's no way to make, make steps forward. Yeah. Yeah, and so today's show is not really intended to dig up some bad issues in your life. It's it's intended to help you deal with some of the issues that may already be there that may be apparent in your decisions and in your relationships. That's what we're going to do today on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio right here. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio, Certified Financial Planner here today with a professional licensed counselor, um, Cassandra Decker with Compass. And Cassandra, we're talking a little bit about some of the uh, maybe uh, mental issues that all of us have to deal with that I'd, uh, I'd rather for us to uh, maybe talk about in a way that would help us at least benefit us to, first of all, know about them. Secondly, acknowledge them. And thirdly, maybe find a way to address them. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I want to pick out two or three that I run into in my practice um, as, a, as a financial advisor. Uh, here's one. Uh, this kind of herding mentality. How that we all kind we don't want to be different. Mm -hmm. we, we, we all, you know, everybody owns Apple stock. Shouldn't I own Apple stock? Everybody's buying that kind of car. Shouldn't I buy that kind of car? Everybody in my neighborhood has a boat. I, you know, darling, we need to have a boat. Well, I really don't want to hear it from her when she says we can't afford a boat. We got to send kids to college. Mm -hmm. Do you see people get in trouble with this kind of, we want to fit in, this herding mentality where I don't, I don't want to be seen as different. It is actually one of the biggest issues that I work with, mm -hmm. especially in this area. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually have a back door where people can come through if they don't feel comfortable having people see them come through the front door. <laughs> because if anyone were to see <laughs> that they were going to a therapist, uh -huh. what would everyone say? Uh -huh. And uh -huh. so the biggest, so it causes anxiety. Yeah. Because I don't make enough money to keep up with the Joneses, but I've got to keep up with the Joneses, so I'm going to mortgage myself mm -hmm. and credit myself, mm -hmm. and so now I'm miserable because mm -hmm. we are mortgaged to the hilt, yeah. can't afford anything, right. and we're miserable. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, did you ever see that commercial where the guy is mowing his long and he's got a smile on his face and it shows all of his stuff, and, uh -huh. and it says, how do you do it? And it, with a smile on his face, he says, I'm in debt up to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to tell himself he's happy. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? And it causes so much more anxiety trying to keep up with everyone. Mm -hmm. And especially in this town, and I'm not going to break confidentiality, but right. if more people in this town would raise their hand and say, hey, listen, I have anxiety or I'm struggling too, mm -hmm. it would cause other people to raise their hands. Uh, and maybe there wouldn't be so much competition. Well, you know, a couple weeks ago, a famous a uh, professional football player, uh, and I'll, I'll use his name, Dak Prescott, who is the quarterback for the, the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. He came out and said he had depression issues, and he brought uh, to the forefront the, the thought about depression and, and suicide and some other things. He actually got criticized. 
you know, and and I'm 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 applauding him. Whether I'm a Cowboys fan or a Dak fan or not, there's a there's a person kind of in leadership that's in the limelight that's saying, you know what, I ain't perfect. Exactly. That and and we kind of equate. We look at someone with a big, beautiful house who's got a great car. Gosh, they've really got it together. You know what? The inside of that house looks way different than the outside does. Uh, and look yeah. at, I mean, Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. He had everything you could ever want. Gosh. Just absolutely uh, squandered talent. Mm-hmm. And he ended up committing suicide because he was miserable. Yeah. Money doesn't equate to happiness. Mm-hmm. But security can help you to feel better and less anxious. All right, so let's let's break that down a little bit. Uh, a lot of the people who listen to us know that we're here with professional advice for their life. And most of the time, because I'm a certified financial planner and I'm not a certified professional counselor or therapist, I, I'm talking to them about money, right? Uh, about their financial life, uh, uh, about what they can do for the world, about their legacy, all that sort of stuff. Saving, investing, taxes... Um, so let's talk about how that there's a difference between the money and the security, the point you were just making. Um, what do you think most people's definition of security is? Do they have one? Do they even, have they even thought about that? Are they just trying to think about the stuff the money will buy? That's, I think that's a really good point because I don't think many people know what their definition of security is. Mm. Um, most people are kind of cruising along and you see, you know, Joe Schmo and he looks secure. So I guess that's what security must look like. So it's kind of an image I'm trying to live up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think I have to have a bigger house. Right. I got to have a prettier, younger wife. I've got to have a faster car. My kids have to go to a prestigious school. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that, you know, a lot of us are working for that. Mm-hmm. But um, if you can't afford that, can you be happy? Oh, absolutely. Really? You can absolutely be happy. Money can't buy happiness. Mm. But if you define what your happiness will look like and what you want it to look like, what security looks like, Mm -hmm. and it takes both parties. If if it's a marriage, it takes both parties to say, well, this is what my idea looks like. Okay. This is what my idea looks like. Within our parameters. Right. You know, you make $17 an hour and I make $20 an hour. That's $37 an hour times 40. That's what we have minus taxes and all the deductions for benefits. This is what we have. And within our parameters, this is what security looks like. Right. And figuring out what you value. If, if what I value is I really like to be able to go away on a vacation once a month or once a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well then that's kind of what we have to manage into our budget. Mm -hmm. That's what security looks like. I know I get to go on vacation each year or I want my kids to wear the best of clothes. Mm -hmm. Well, you gotta, you gotta Mm -hmm. have a balance somewhere. Money's got to come from somewhere. Uh Right. So it's it's about kind of defining what security looks like to you, not to other people. Uh, so you, we would have to have our own sense of security, our own definition of security, despite what the definition of security is in the home next door. Right. 
And even so, in my case, I have a, a I have a just a typical average house. Mm-hmm. But to me, security is I can pay a double house payment, <laughs> so I'll get it paid off faster. Right. No one can ever take my house from me. Right. I will always have a house. Right. So to me, that's what security is. Right. Now to someone else, mm-hmm. it may be well. I want a really big, beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you're going to have to work a little harder. Uh, right. Or you can't make double house payments. You can only make single house payments, and it's going to take us 30 years to pay it off as opposed to 12 or 15. Right. And we discuss that. We don't get mad at each other about that. Right. It all comes back to compromise. (laughs) Everything in every relationship we have is all about compromise. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it is spurred on by or initiated by this fact that we all want to fit in, this herding mentality. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be seen different than the guy next door. You know, if you're driving a car that's new and about every four or five years you get one, in my mind, I'm, I think that maybe you'll think I'm unsuccessful if I keep mine eight or ten years. Mm-hmm. What if I had enough strength and fortitude of my personality to be able to say, okay. In, in my definition of security and with the money I'm working with in my household, eight or ten years ain't bad. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just not like, oh, by the way, maybe you get a car every four or five years because you're willing to stay in debt forever. Right. You know, I've had people tell me that when I sit down with them and talk to them about their budget. They're like, you know, I'm like, well, when are you going to get this car paid off so that you'll have this extra $400 a month that we can apply to the credit cards? He's like, I'll never get a car paid off. Don't, don't you always have a car payment? I'm like, no, no, you don't necessarily have to always have a car payment. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to always have a car payment. And if you do, then there mean other, that means other things, as you pointed out, that compromise of other things we can't have. Right. Uh, but a lot of that goes back to the fact we communicate about this and talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. And that is, you get a lot of people who, well, I want what I want and I want it now. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? If you're going to get mad about it, she'll get over it. <laughs> or, sorry, or he'll get over it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and this, uh, you know, sometimes can create scars that I don't necessarily get over. That is very true. Resentments will build up, and and then you end up fighting over the garbage can instead of the fact that someone's spending money. Right, Uh, which is probably the reason I don't like you in the first place, or mad at you in the first place, Mm -hmm. is what you said to me two days ago about the fact that I'm on the computer all the time looking at watches, Mm -hmm. whatever, and... But now I'm getting mad at you because you never take out the trash. Right. But the trash is not that big a deal. No. And it's, we tend to ish, or we tend to argue about topics mm-hmm. instead of issues. Uh, because the garbage can is a safe thing to argue about. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all about n- non-essential things. But yeah. if we really argue about, it feels disrespectful when you spend money and not ask me. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly right. So a lot of this is about communication. It really, really comes back to communication. Do I care enough to sit down and talk about it as opposed to just act? Right. And hope you're okay with it. Right. That, you know, ask for forgiveness instead of permission kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you want a healthy marriage, you might want to start doing it the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So communication is a big deal. And, and, and being aware of the fact that a lot of us are part of this herd mentality thing. We want to fit in. Yes. It, that, that is a huge, huge, huge issue. 
and wanting to try and fit in is, is likely going to cause anxiety issues because you can't. There's always going to be someone better, richer, faster, prettier, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a better uh, physique. There's always going to be someone who's better yep. always. Yep. And you'll go through life feeling like you did when you were 12. I mean, somewhere along the way, I should have matured out of this or learned this. But I can be 70 years old and still be chasing some ideal. Right. And social media doesn't help because you look at Instagram and you're, you look at these family pictures and look so, oh my gosh, they look so happy and happy and happy. Yeah. And I've looked through it and I'm like, okay, you two are separated. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to know all this, his. isn't it? I, I have the best gossip and can't tell anyone. <laughs> That's but, exactly right. Bubba and I talk about it all the time. He, he comes into my office and closes the door and says, man, we just got to talk about that one. Because I can't go home and say anything about it because I'm afraid my kids may over here mm-hmm. or I, I you know I can't go down to the bar and say anything about it I can't go to Sunday school and say anything about it I got to get it out right because some of it is pretty juicy uh, <laughs> you are absolutely right <laughs> so we're going to go to break here at the advisors round t- with that thought in mind and come back and maybe give you a little bit more juice uh to uh to, to use as you try to mature uh, mentally and, and financially here at the advisors roundtable on super talk Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planner Greg Cooley here with our registered therapist and counselor, Cassandra uh, uh, Decker. And, and Cassandra, we t- talked about a couple issues already, but one of the other issues that I, I run across that sometimes we haven't addressed uh, in our society is I just want to be somebody else. Oh, gosh, you're absolutely right. That's a, a, a very big problem. I want to be taller. I want to have more hair. I want to have more money. I want to be more popular. I want to drive a different car. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to go to a different school. I mean, you know, by the time I finish it, I basically don't want to be me. Right. And that's not good, is it? No, it's you're missing out on so much. It's. It's kind of like if you show up at, at say, the Cracker Barrel, mm-hmm. and there is one spot that's open mm-hmm. pretty close to the front, mm-hmm. and you think to yourself, ah, that one's not close enough. I'm going to circle the parking lot and see if there's a better one. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get around, that spot's gone. Mm-hmm. So then you keep circling, mm-hmm. and you know what? Before you know it, you've missed dinner. <laughs> yeah. Right. A- absolutely. And, and quite actually, I see it all the time, that exact thing happening for people looking for the closest parking space at Walmart. They will drive, you know, waste a quarter of a, of a tank of gas waiting for Phil to, to, to move his truck out of that because that's her, their favorite place. And, you know, how much of their life have they wasted? Mm-hmm. And how much of my life am I wasting, you know, there are certain things I'm not going to be. Because I wasn't made to be those things. Right. If I, if I wasn't, you know, made to be seven feet tall, I'm probably not going to be an NBA player. Right. Exactly. P- probably not. I mean, there's still time. <laughs> just, just kidding. Yeah. I'm only 60. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll get there soon. I'm practicing that jump shot every night. <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably not. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I'm probably not going to be a movie star. I'm probably not going to be, you know, Warren Buffett's uh, heir. Uh, you know, there are just so many things. I'm probably not going to win the lottery. Mm-hmm. 
So why do I, uh, and, and a lot of people out there who are listening to us are going, yeah, yeah, that's right. I've seen you, Cooley. You ain't going to be an NBA player. Mm-hmm. They're, they're shaking their head. They understand, and they probably understand some of those, those obvious things to themselves. But we may not see the thing that's not obvious is that I haven't totally addressed it with myself and my psyche that I'm not going to be the next door neighbor. Right. But, and, and that comes back to, okay, what is my perspective and what mm. is my lens? Kind of, we all have things that we, we look through a certain lens mm. and it, our lens is, is kind of created by our experiences and our thoughts and, and our brain, our mind, all those different kind of things. Mm-hmm. So if I look at someone else with, with jealousy, my lens is going to be very distorted. Mm. Now, if I look at and I say, okay, um, I personally am never going to be a surgeon. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I uh, am never going to be that good at math. Mm-hmm. So I can sit and say, well, you know what? If God loved me, he would have made me a surgeon. And uh, you know what? If I was a, you know, if I would have been raised better, I would have <laughs> gone to a better college. And, and what if, what if? Right. Or I can say, okay, so I'm not going to be a surgeon. What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. What can I do? What mm-hmm. am I good at? I am dealing with, right now, I am working with so many teenagers Mm. that some are the top of the top, you know, the top of their class. Okay. Some are average and some are in between. Right. They are all trying to figure out, what am I supposed to do with my life? What am I good at? What am I supposed to do? And and I tell them all the time, you're not supposed to know what you're supposed to do yet. (laughs) At 17, you're probably not going to know. Right. Right? And they look at other people in school and they think, well, they've got it all together. Mm-hmm. I should, if I'm not like that, then I guess I'm just not good enough. Because that's what it comes down to. Yeah. If I can't be my neighbor, then I just must not be good enough. Mm-hmm. What about being good enough being me as opposed to being Jack? You know, is there a time in my life where I really need to just get honest with myself about who God made me to be? I think, I think right now is the perfect time. Mm. I think at any point in time you can do that. And that's really what needs to happen is, okay, who am I, who God made me mm-hmm. and what skills do I have? Mm. Yeah. And, and I may, you know what? I may not be an NBA player. But I may have a couple skill, skills that the average NBA player doesn't have. Right. Maybe I am good at math. You know? Yeah. Maybe I can take pride in that. Well, and think about, well, take you for instance. Mm-hmm. You could have been upset and, and angry that you didn't get to be an NBA player. Right. Or instead you said, you know what? I'm not tall enough, so mm-hmm. what am I good at? Right. And because you changed your perspective, look how successful you are. Right. Right. And, and it, 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 it happened somewhere. You know, I, I can't remember this epiphany moment when I was 14 years old or 18 or whenever. But it, it happened somewhere that I got comfortable with the fact that I'm not going to be seven feet tall. I'm not going to be an NBA player. And we're just picking on NBA players or, or, or that particular option there. But, you know, I, I had to get comfortable with I'm pretty good at math. Mm-hmm. I like people. How do those things work together? How, do, how can I feel that I use math to help people? Maybe there are people who are afraid of math. Maybe there are ways that I can help them. And so having that conversation with yourself is a challenge, though, isn't it? it well, it, it takes insight. Mm. And, and, you know, the number one 
um, the number one decider of change is inside. Mm. If you can look at yourself realistically and say, okay, I'm okay that I'm not going to be an NBA player. Mm -hmm. So what can I do? Mm -hmm. What's my purpose? Mm -hmm. It changes things. Instead of saying, well, I'm terrible, I'm a loser, I'm not going to be an NBA player. Mm -hmm. What am I good at? Mm -hmm. And even now, people, you know, 35, 40, 60 years old, Mm -hmm. especially I I work with people who are retired. I was a, you know, I was a a teacher all my life. Mm -hmm. What am I now? What's my purpose now? Mm. Well, yeah. Now's not too late to figure it out. Uh, that's true. And quite actually, sometimes we, well, most of the time, if you were to come to me, let's say that you're in your late 50s, early 60s, and you're contemplating retirement, when, when people come to me and they say, can I retire? Most of the time, that is a math question. Mm-hmm. You know, have I saved enough money? And can I make it? And will I run out of money before I'm 85? Or will I have enough to leave some to the kids? So a lot of that's math question. But in there... You've got to be happy. If I came to to you and said, you know, Cassandra, you've done well enough. You can retire tomorrow. Well, you've probably got a couple years left. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen in those years between the time you tell them to take this job and do whatever with it and the time that you pass away? You, you need to be happy, don't you? Mm-hmm. And happiness really comes in having a purpose. Mm. It's I tell people all the time. Chaos without purpose is misery. Like, if you take somebody, take a valedictorian Mm -hmm. and put them in college Mm -hmm. and don't know what they want to do with their lives, don't know what their major is, Mm -hmm. they're going to flounder a little bit. Mm -hmm. Take a typical person that says, I want to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. They're going to get into college. They're going to work really hard to get in the nursing program. They're working hard because when I get done, I'll be a nurse. So they had purpose. They had purpose. Mm. So if we don't figure out what our purpose is, it's going to be really hard to enjoy things along the way. Right. And, you know, God, my purpose is helping people. And Mm -hmm. when I get up in the morning, I really enjoy my coffee. (laughs) I really enjoy my dogs. I enjoy my life, Mm -hmm. not because I'm rich, not because Mm -hmm. I have a big, beautiful house, but Mm -hmm. because I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. There you go. There you go. And so this misery that we have, Mm -hmm. many of us have, is it a luxury of Americana? I mean, you look around the rest of the hurting, lost, sick, dying world, you know, where some people don't have a floor in their home Mm -hmm. some people are living in cardboard shacks in other places around the world and here i'm miserable because i haven't traded cars in the last two years i mean really look at us it's really sad isn't it Uh, you know you think about and i'm not discounting your issues if you're somebody out there listening to us and you you are miserable and you need to talk to somebody like like Cassandra, that's wonderful that you've acknowledged it. And one of the reasons we're on the air is so that people will acknowledge and know that we care. Mm -hmm. But as a society, just stepping back, you know, if you were the creator and looking down here and going, hey, listen, I blessed you people. You people are, you know, 200 years ahead of these other people. And there are people in this other society who are happier than you miserable people who are worried about trading cars. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like the more we have, the more we want. Uh, Which goes with, is your, is your purpose in life to just have more? Right. Yeah. yeah. And that 
goes back to the point you made a minute ago about security. Mm-hmm. Or is it just stuff? Is it more and more stuff? Because if you have to have a dopamine hit just to buy more stuff, mm-hmm. it's not really buying you security, is it? No. And, and unfortunately, with dopamine, uh, it, it's not, it doesn't like to be uh, status quo. It wants more and more. So what one little bite now gave you a ping of dopamine. Now it says, ooh, we want more and we want bigger. And, oh. and so then you want more stuff and you mm-hmm. look at, you start to look at people who have more stuff and mm-hmm. that's your goal now. Mm-hmm. And so your idea of happiness comes in, well, once I have what that guy has, mm-hmm. then I'll be happy. No. Mm-hmm. It won't happen. You know, I, I, I heard... Someone in your profession say, you know, a lot of times when I talk to people, I got people who are 18 that say, when I get married, when I graduate college, I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And then they get married and graduate college. And at that point, then they say, when we have kids, we're going to be happy. And then they say, when we get these kids out of the house, we're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And then when they say, we're, when we retire, we're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And then when they say oh, when we get that other home when we get a lake home we're going to be happy and then they die mm-hmm. and were they ever happy no they they missed so much along the way there is so much um so yeah. ironically yeah. i was running one day i was 2 weeks away from the the chicago marathon mm-hmm. and i was running on a track brand new track mm-hmm. and there were two gentlemen out there who just happened to be running at the same time i was greg cooley um <laughs> was one of them and, and greg, so greg was out there with me and uh and i was trying to i thought i'd be slick and run around mm-hmm. greg and his partner who was running and i fell into this hole yeah. and i ended up i was too prideful so i got up and kept running Well, I ended up cutting, I tore the ligaments and tendons in half in my ankle. So I had to have surgery. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. long distance running was taken away. And I thought, what am I going to do with myself? If I'm not a distance runner, Uh who am I? Because you've always been a distance runner for a long time. And and I will tell you what. Mm -hmm. So the doctor said, well, you'll probably never be able to run again. Mm -hmm. Well, I have been able in the last year to get up to be able to run three miles. And I get out there. Uh And I have the best time running those three miles now. It makes my hair stand up. It is, it is I look at the trees. Yeah, I look yeah, at things yeah. because it, it's something that I missed. It was taken away from mm-hmm. you. And yeah. now I get out there and I actually enjoy it. And you used to run 20 miles and it mm-hmm. was torture. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and now it's three miles yes. and it's a blessing. And, and I used to yeah. think, oh, gosh, if I could just get this run over with. <laughs> So it's, and I hate to say, use that as an analogy, but that's very true. If we don't appreciate the things we have now, Mm -hmm. they're going to be gone. Yep. Very good point. We want you to appreciate what you have and the possibilities of what you have and to have security. We're going to talk a little more with Cassandra about those kinds of things here on the Advisors Roundtable Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planner Greg Cooley here with you today on Super Talk Radio with Cassandra Decker, our resident counselor and therapist. Uh, So tell us a little bit, Cassandra, about how that people are uh, not just affected by the attitudes of others or how they think they uh, measure up, but also about how they're afraid to lose. I, I you know, I, I know people that, you know, they've, uh, they've never asked a lady out. You know, they've, they've never learned how to drive, never flown in an airplane. 
They, uh, they've never invested in a stock. They, they're just afraid to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can, can freeze us, can us? Can't oh, absolutely. We can, be, we can be controlled by our fears, can't we? Oh, 100%, yes. Mm. That is, uh, control is, well, it's, it's perception, really. But, mm. you know, there really is no control. We really have no control. <laughs> and we think it's all, we all perceive this thing that we're taking control over. Mm. And if I don't do this, mm. then I'll be fine. Mm. But really, we're moving forwards or backwards, each decision or lack oh, really? of decision okay. is moving us forwards or backwards. Mm-hmm. So if I don't invest in something because I'm too scared to invest in it, mm-hmm. well, am I moving forwards or backwards? You don't just stay still. Uh. So are you taking a chance? Yes, that could pro- propel you forward. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to faith as well, having faith in, you know, in something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with you, Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a professional. Mm-hmm. You are the expert in your field when, mm-hmm. when I come to your office. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a little bit of trust. Oh, a lot. Mm-hmm. A, whole lot of, a whole lot of faith, a whole lot of trust. You know, in this uh, pandemic and people have been afraid about their money and afraid about their accounts, afraid about the future. Will I ever be able to retire? All those kinds of questions. Will my kids be able to go to college? And you know, those fearful questions. And one of the points I make is, yeah, you got to have faith in my abilities and faith in my professionalism, faith in my advice. But also, you got to have a faith, you know, faith in capitalism. Mm-hmm. You got to believe in Americana. You got to believe that just about every day, in fact, every day, somebody gets up and goes and 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 works somewhere and makes a profit for somebody. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how we can invest in that business that's making a profit. Right, and that goes back to decision. Mm-hmm. You have two decisions. Mm-hmm. You can be angry yeah. at everything and everybody, <laughs> right, or yeah. you can. Trust the experts and say, okay, I'm going to have faith in something bigger than myself. Um, and I'm going to have faith in, in Greg that he knows what he's doing and that he's not out to get me. And, right, right, and you know, right, and he's not right. trying to break me. And, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yep. There are all kinds of little voices going on in our head. <laughs> I mean, uh, there was a woman that had a, a little snakes in her head that mm-hmm. <laughs> from literature. Uh, but a lot of us do, don't we? We, we hear all kinds of... Um, uh, contrary statements to what we ought to be doing, that moving forward thing. Mm-hmm. We got this thing about, you know, we, we got loss of urgent. I don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't want to not measure up. I mean, there are just so many things that, that we're dealing with, aren't mm-hmm. we? Oh, absolutely. And we are afraid to take that first step. And, and I think even in your field, mm-hmm. there is a misconception that mm-hmm. I've got to go give all my money to him. Right, right. That is, and so I can't do that. I'm, I'm right. not doing that. Right, right. No, well, no. Right. that's not what you're going to ask them to do. No. And if somebody no. is, is, is trepidatious about moving forward, mm-hmm. you may have them invest a small amount, right. see how they feel, right. kind of work their way in, right. and then move a little forward and right. forward. So they're go. constantly moving forward. Right. And that's the kind of the same way with therapy. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, so in therapy, uh, first of all, let's address the fact that some people have an aversion to it just because they, as you pointed out earlier, think there's some sort of stigma. Right. They, they think that um, you have to be, quote unquote, crazy. Mm-hmm. Only crazy people go mm-hmm. to therapists mm-hmm. or weak people go to therapists mm-hmm. or... 
uh, oh, I don't know. It, right. It's just you got to handle your you got to handle your own business. If you can't handle it, then you're just not strong enough. Right. And that is not true. No. It's, it's like a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Why would I try to manage my money on my own when I'm horrible at math? <laughs> when I can go to you right. and you can help me figure out how to do it. Right. You're not going to answer all my problems for me. No, no. You're no. going to kind of guide me mm-hmm. through the process. Mm-hmm. And, and I want you to be able to stand on your own two feet because you know I'm not going to be with you ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time right you're going to be standing in the line somewhere and some little trinket is going to call your name and going to try to convince you to spend six hundred dollars right now during this payday period when you don't have six hundred dollars and then in the back of your mind that little dopamine says but you've got a mastercard Mm -hmm. huh yeah. And Greg Cooley's not going to be there with you to try to coach you out of it. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to develop the strength and, and the awareness and the attitude and everything else you need to have to be able to coach yourself through that. Mm-hmm. You see that with therapy all the time, don't you? Right. And why would I not come to you to learn tools mm-hmm. that I can use later on, which is basically what I do. I help people learn tools mm-hmm. to be able to manage in the future. And so they can kind of see the feelings come before they get there. Mm-hmm. They can see the temptation comes before mm-hmm. come before it gets there. And understand that voice that says, "Yeah, let's spend the six hundred dollars." You can say, "Okay, that that is the irrational voice. Yep. We're not listening to you. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this instead." Right. It's, it's really hard to know that there's different voices in your head. All right. So that's one stigma I'm going to address right now in the last couple minutes, and that is we all have little voices in our head. Oh, absolutely. We absolutely don't do. act like you don't. That's mine's named. <laughs> yeah. but, <laughs> You've named yours. It, yes. And that's <laughs> actually a, a technique we use in therapy, but it, that okay. one is a, a more advanced. Yeah, level. Phil and I will have but, to pay for that session. right? But it's kind of, exactly. I'll send a bill um, there. It's kind of like the, the, the angel and the devil on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you hear something in your head mm-hmm. and I tell people, mm-hmm. if it doesn't sound like something God would say to you, uh, it is not the voice you need to listen to. Uh-huh. If it says, you're stupid, uh-huh. or yes, go blow your entire paycheck on this, uh-huh. that God would not tell you to do that. Right, yeah, yeah. So don't listen to it. Right, yeah, there you go. So uh, first point is we all have voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is that when we acknowledge that, we can realize which voice we need to listen to. Yes, which voice is on our side? Yes. Which voice wants to move me forward? Yes. And when we acknowledge that there's these different voices in there, mm-hmm. sometimes we're going to say, okay, well, I really want to spend this $600. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to do it, but mm-hmm. I know there's consequences coming. There you go. So it's not that you're going to listen to the good voice every time, mm-hmm. but once you distinguish the difference between the two, you can prepare for the consequences. Okay, well, I'm not going to eat out all next week, <laughs> and I'm right. going to save on this so that I can buy this $600. Instead of just thinking in your head, yeah, it's just fine. Greg never said anything about that. Greg said spend my money wisely, and this is wise. Yeah, exactly. We do say spend your money wisely here on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Cassandra.
The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Thank you.